welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I am so excited to be here on Breakfast with Champions every single Thursday following the amazing Kate Bowman. Love the air that's in the air. The love that's in the air. <laughs> oh my goodness, I cannot talk today. But we are going to have a juicy conversation, you all. And I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Kate, for posting that. I appreciate you. Um, Listen, this is all about Transformation Thursday. We come every single week. We have some power women who just drop nothing but gems. And then we have this amazing man that somehow got squeezed into the schedule. So David holds it all the way down. We meet every single weekday, 5 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then on Saturdays, don't worry, you can come in at 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Sunday, we do the most with um, some Sunday praise. So get your worship on um, at Club 111. Today, I am going to be talking to an amazing, powerful woman, and we're really talking about how grief 
right? Yep, you heard me right. How grief can power and repower you. So remember, this is all about transforming you and your mindset. It's all about leveraging relationships to win. And today I have leveraged a relationship right here from Clubhouse. I met this amazing woman on Clubhouse. I heard her story and I said, I want you here to help us win, to help us shift from the grief that we might be sitting in. Because here's the thing, grief, we've all been through it, right? We all can identify. And sometimes grief feels like this heavy weight that is on top of us. And it kind of can push us down. Imagine just a hammer pushing us down, pushing us down and weighting us down. Sometimes it could feel like a handcuff and we just feel so stuck and unable to move, right? Today, I want to talk to you all about how this amazing woman went through an ordeal. She leveraged that grief she was sitting in it. And now she is an amazing power woman who is in the top 2% of black women, high level black women in the automotive space. She has nationwide clientele, but there was a time where she wasn't even moving because she felt so much grief. That's what I want to talk to you guys about today. I don't think that it is triggering, but we will be talking about grief and um, she will be telling a little bit of her story. So as usual, when I have a guest, I am going to just put you in a place I want you to imagine. Then I'm going to ask Kelly to tell a little bit about her story. And then today we are going to talk you through G-R-I-E-F. We're going to leave you with five strategies of what you can begin to do if you in this moment are sitting through grief. And I'm super duper excited about it. Hey, Kelly, how are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for saying yes. All right, everybody. I want I want you to just imagine. Imagine feeling like your husband's murder is because of you. Imagine living like it was your fault. Each day taking care of your two children, looking them in their eyes and thinking nothing but wow. I murdered my husband. Imagine your mother-in-law and your family begins looking at you like a criminal. Imagine now being a single mom instantly, not by choice, but instantly. I wanna in introduce you to Kelly. And Kelly, I would love for you to just give an overview about who you are and then your story. Because when I heard it, oh my goodness, I just sat up straight and I put myself in her situation and said, what would I do? And so Kelly, this is an overview, but then what we're going to do everyone, because I love to give context, is we're going to go through these five strategies. And for each one, I'll interview Kelly and allow her to really talk to us about something in her life that really hit on the G, the R, the I, the E, the F. Then we're going to open it up. And I'd love to have, as usual, some juicy conversations with the folks on the space on the stage. So, hey, Kelly, yes, tell us a little bit about you, and welcome to Breakfast with Champions. Thank you. Good morning, Lolita. Good morning, Mary Lynn. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but I've actually had the opportunity to meet her in person, um, as well as all my friends here on stage that um, know me from Black Think Tank community. Um, so my name is Kelly Saunders and I am an independent automotive sales and leasing consultancy owner. Um, I've been in the automotive space in May, will make 11 years, so go over a decade now. Um, I'm the creator of the Automotive Education Club here on Clubhouse as well as board member for the Black Think Tank. Um, I'm also a co-host on the Auto Advisors podcast, streaming on all platforms. Um, and, and I absolutely love everything that I do and to exactly what Lolita said, there are about 4% um, of uh, the automotive industry that are um, black or women of color that are considered to be high level. And of that 4%, only 2% would be um, in positions of ownership whether it be in a consultancy or um, owning your own um, automotive dealership or um, being a, a general manager or general sales manager of a, of, a, of a store. So I fall into that top 2% um, space um, organically, page one on Google nationwide um, for Kelly sells cars. Um, but most importantly, 
I felt like a murderer about five months ago. September 24th, 2021, my husband, 35 years old, his name is Dwayne Aline, and he passed away. He passed away due to COVID pneumonia. And maybe you might think, okay, well, a lot of people passed away to COVID. Maybe I know someone who passed away from COVID. Well, my husband, even though he was 35, he had a pre-existing condition, which was stage five kidney failure. And since the beginning of COVID, we did so much to protect ourselves. And I had gone to work every single day inside of the dealership space at that time. And I'd wear masks and uh, use sanitizer and Lysol and all the things that you could think of that a person would do to stay safe or keep themselves and their families safe. We did. Not just I did. We did. We even had our kids, you know, stripping at the door and putting their clothes straight in the laundry room. In July of last year, I told my husband, I said, you know what? I think, uh, I think I want to open up my own company now. He said, okay. And he was so supportive. He sent me to a, uh, cars and credit conference in Las Vegas. And I came back not knowing that I was a carrier. COVID-19. And I got through it just fine. Um, no problems, not no real symptoms or anything like that. A little bit of a cough, but I was okay. My two-year-old, he got it, but you would never know. Um, he was just fine bouncing off the walls like a normal two-year-old. Never got lethargic, never started crying a lot or anything like that. But my husband, he fought from the day I came back, April, uh, August 8th until August 19th. And he fought so hard to not go to the hospital because he told me if he went, he would not come home. And I didn't expect him to be right because this man, born and raised in Barbados, had been the strongest man that I had seen other than my dad and my brothers. And I knew if anybody was going to beat this, it would be him. He had so many reasons to live. We have a two-year-old for Pete's sake. We, we just got married three years ago. We, he had everything in front of him. He finally was able to secure one of his dream jobs um, with American Airlines. So he had so much going for him. And then I came back from Vegas and did not immediately quarantine because I was masked up and, you know, we had taken all the precautions. See, the problem with stage five kidney failure means that you have to be on dialysis, which means that things like vaccines may not work for you because your blood is being filtered out. And so now my husband, this person that I've known for 16 years, we met him when I was 18, this person who is my best friend, my forever homie, my everything, I felt as though I just killed him. I am the responsible party. I am the reason why he got COVID because if I never went to Vegas, I would have never brought it back and he would be here. My son would still have his father. My daughter would still have her stepdad. I would still have my husband. His mom would still have her son, his sister, would not be an only child now. She would still have the only brother she's ever known because she's the baby of the family. All that was my fault. And that I had to sit in. And so easy for people to say, no, oh my goodness, he could have got it from the grocery store or he could have got it from, you know, going to dialysis. He could have got it from so many places and so on and so forth. And I was so appreciative of all of my friends who were saying that. But I was so big on accountability at that time that I had felt like there was nothing anybody could say. From my perspective, if I never went, he would have been just fine and still here. So therefore he would be alive. I felt like 
I just murdered my best friend and the person that I was meant to be with. And on top of all of that, I had just left my job to start my own consultancy. His mom and sister had just moved to be closer to our family. So it was a lot, but that is um, the backstory on why Miss Lolita said, I need you here. So Lolita, I'm going to go ahead and pass it back to you. I just wanted to let everybody know kind of what the backstory is. Yes. Oh my goodness. And I imagine that I am not the only one who felt every single thing that you were saying. And so where we are is I'd love to ask you this, what was it that shifted you to get back into the world? Because I think that that piece of the story is as amazingly powerful as this piece of the story. Absolutely. And so um, I have a huge passion for automotive education. And I had, um, before my husband passed, I had already started these, um, my automotive education masterclasses. Essentially I teach about um, empowerment through automotive education. And I was praying and I was praying, dear Lord, how am I gonna get through this? Cause I gotta teach this class. I just buried my husband on Saturday, it was October 3rd, was my husband's funeral, but the class was supposed to start on October 5th. I said, Lord, how am I going to get through this? I need help. Jesus, I need help. And so I started praying and praying very hard because I was sitting in that grief. The front that the public saw was that, you know, oh my goodness, Kelly's so strong. She's got it all together. Absolutely not. <laughs> I had nothing together. Um, but the power of prayer changed things for me because I started thinking about God, I prayed so hard and I was standing in the gap and I was rebuking the spirit of death. And I just wanted my husband to pray, to, to live. Do I even suck at prayer, Lord? Like, can you help me out? Help us just out, Jesus. And it came to me. I didn't not answer your prayer. I made him whole again. I brought him out of the pain that he was in. But truly, my daughter, I answered his prayer. You see, my husband never wanted to um, have that slow deterioration in the event he did not get a kidney transplant. He never wanted his son to see him as quote unquote weak. He would have rathered the type of man he was, he would have rathered something quick than something that shows everybody that loves him um, a person falling apart piece by piece. And so it dawned on me, God spared our son. God spared his mom of seeing that type of deterioration. He answered my husband's prayers. He did not not answer mine. He absolutely answered my husband's prayers to be whole again, and he is. And so I had to shift my mindset from a woe is me, why did this happen to me, to Praise God that this man that I love so much is no longer in pain. He's no longer having to deal with the daily of ordeal of, am I going to get a transplant or not? Because that was tumultuous. The simply, simply the point of not knowing, right, is, <laughs> is a lot. So I'll go ahead and pass it back to you. But that was essentially how I uh, started changing my mindset. Yes. Oh, my gosh. What a powerful story. And thank you so much for trusting this stage and being able to share that with us, trusting me for bringing it. And one of the things I want to do is say, you know, thank God 
for a shifted mindset. Thank God for um, shifting through grief. And the things that I definitely want to leave with the audience today is how, right? If you are sitting in grief inside of this moment, you are here on Transformation Thursday. You are here to talk about how we elevate ourselves to win. And this is winning beyond grief. So the tips and tricks, the strategies that we're going to leave you with today, I'm going to go through all of them. And then Kelly, let's have a juicy conversation before we open it up. You know, the first is about gravitating from isolation. It's about talking to others. It's about talking to God. It's about getting out of the isolation of where it is that you are so that now you can shift back into the world because the world is moving. And so should you, right? Easier said than done. But the R is about remembering that it is absolutely okay to not be okay. It is okay to not be okay and that your feelings in this moment are normal, right? Everyone inside of this room has gone through some type of grief. And sometimes we don't give ourselves credit enough to say it is okay to pause for a moment and feel the way that you do. We are attached to these humans in this life. Like we have attachment, we have relationships. Here in Breakfast with Champions, we talk about relationships all of the time. Kate just finished talking about relationships. And when somebody is not there anymore, it causes you to pause. Divorce is a loss. There is grief that's associated with that like these losses that happen in our lives. So remembering that it is okay to not be okay. Then there's integrating the things that you like to do back into your life. Like what makes you, you? When you look in the mirror and you say, I am Lolita Emmanuel Walker. When you look in the mirror and say, I am Kelly Saunders, who do you see? And what, what was Kelly Saunders before she was a wife, a mother, all of these labels, right? A, a, a high level, a black executive inside of the automotive space before all of these titles, who was Kelly and how do I get myself back from that? Because I've already begun to get my mindset around gravitating from the isolation that I'm sitting in. Then there's experiencing memories and moments over time. I remember when my father passed away and it's coming up to eight years in June, but I remember when my father passed away, there would be sometimes you guys, I'll be driving down the street and all of a sudden, something I would see something. The the a smell would come along. I'd see a tree that looked like something. And all of a sudden, I had to pull over because I'm just crying. I'm just crying and crying. And recognizing, like we said, that it's okay not to be okay, but allowing yourself to experience these moments over time because it's a process to heal. Absolutely. And then that last one is about freeing yourself through forgiveness. Forgiveness of self, you know, Kelly just talked about that uh, a little bit about recognizing after sitting in the ownership and the accountability and then the blaming and all of those things, right? Remember, I talked to you about that hammer in the beginning and how all of our thoughts can begin to hammer us, but it was in this grief, right? It was in this grief that she started to power herself and then repower herself that she could get out and position herself in a way that said, guess what, Lord? I'm coming to you and guess what you helped me to see is that you saved my husband from the pain and the agony that he was dreading and that he talked about. Now, is this a way? We never know the way, but what I'm saying is that inside of this grief, what I want you to take away today is that if you are sitting in any type of grief, then guess what? Here are some strategies in order to begin to help you to shift. Now, what I always say is that, guess what? These are strategies. So if they work for you, then yes, grab them and keep on moving. But if they don't, just leave them right here at the bus stop because somebody will need it and to pick it up. So what we're going to do, Kelly, is, you know, as you listen to gravitate from the isolation, talk to others, talk to God, as you listen to remembering that it is okay not to be okay in that, you know, sometimes we prosecute ourselves or persecute ourselves, right? integrating the things that we like to do, experiencing these memories and moments over time, and then freeing yourself through forgiveness. Which one of those really stick out to you um, to talk through? Ooh, for me, it was the freeing myself through forgiveness. Hmm. Um, definitely, definitely freeing myself through forgiveness. Talk to us a little bit about that because, you know, oftentimes I have these um, rooms here. I have a room called Coaching Cocktails and Conversations every Saturday at noon. And we talk about the notion of forgiveness a lot. 
And that forgiveness discussion literally can go for two hours. Um, in my first book, I talked about forgiveness freeway. So talk to us about what was your process of really beginning to forgive yourself for what you were carrying? Absolutely. So um, step one, I kind of touched on, which was I needed to um, definitely have those conversations with God, <laughs> right? Because <clears throat> I was raised, you never question God. If everything happens for a reason. Um, and so I had to forgive myself and really hone in on that all the people who were trying to cheer me up were absolutely right. Um, Mary Lynn being one of them, Melvin being another one. Um, you know, hey, listen, Kelly, he could have got it from anywhere. It's not your fault specifically. If it was meant to happen, it would have happened anyway. And so I had to sit in that. <clears throat> if it was meant to happen, it would have happened anyway. Um, God makes no mistakes. And so I had to really sit there and begin to try to forgive myself. And one of the ways that I, I was able to shift my mindset and free uh, myself from, um, or free myself through forgiveness was I had to sit there and really take stock of a couple of truths. Truth number one being, like I said, God makes no mistakes. Truth number two, Every single body on this planet is meant to expire at some point in time. We just don't know when. The human body is never meant to last for forever. Maybe we think it you know, should last for a very, very long time, but it's not meant to last for forever. But what does last for forever is love. It is the soul ties and soul bonds that you have with your spouses. And I realized that my husband never left me. It's so funny, Lolita, I didn't tell you this part. Um, I was sitting there with my husband's cell phone and you know how everybody's password, everybody's cell phone is password protected now. And I was sitting there like, oh, he took care of the car insurance. This is really embarrassing to be a top professional in my space in automotive and I have no clue how to pay. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. The car insurance, because I don't know when it's due, because he handled those things. Like he handled the day-to-day -day frivolous things. Oh my goodness, I can't believe this. This is so embarrassing. And I said, you know what? He paid the bill through his phone. All right, let me just log into his phone. And I'm sitting there thinking about it and thinking about it. And I'm like, I have no clue what his password is. I'm like, how am I gonna get into this daggone iPhone now? I'm like, all right, let me try the usual guesses, right? The anniversary, the birthdays, the, my husband was also a Mason. So I thought about um, the day he became a Mason, stuff like that. None of those dates worked. So I kind of just gave up. And <laughs> the day before my husband's funeral, I was at the nail salon because I was not gonna go to his funeral looking trifling for everybody to say, oh man, how did Dwayne's wife show up looking like that, looking a whole mess? <laughs> Girl, I could not go to his funeral looking a whole mess or looking how I felt, rather. And so I was sitting there. And all of a sudden, in his voice, I hear, last six of my social pay the insurance. And I looked around and my mom was sitting in the chair next to me. I said, Ma, did you hear that? She said, hear what? I said, did you, like, Hear like Dwayne's voice, she said, No, but it's okay, you're gonna hear, you know, things and see weird things and so on and so forth. I went home and I thought about it, and again, in my head, I heard him say, Pay the insurance. So I got up, 
I went to his phone. Don't y'all know it was the last six of his social was the password to his phone? I would have never guessed that. That brought me chills. <laughs> Not in a million years. I would have never guessed that. Wow. Yes. And thank God I logged in to pay that insurance because, honey, it was going to lapse at midnight. <laughs> God, look at that. It was so funny. And so that was the beginning of the forgiveness process. I felt like that was him saying, babe, I'm where I'm supposed to be, but I'm always going to be with you. I'm always by your side. I'm not going to let you fall or fail. You got me. God got us. And I got you. So let's go. We're still a team. Our team just looks different. That was the beginning of, of freeing myself through forgiveness is realizing that I didn't lose what I thought I lost. It now has just been gained to look different. I now have the opportunity to have a forever angel, someone who knows me as intimately as humanly possible in earth is now my angel who's able to carry me through the things that I cannot see. He's able to help catapult me to places that I did not know I could reach. So that was how I was able to free myself through forgiveness, through changing the mindset associated with grief. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes. And yes. You know, when we talk about forgiveness, what I definitely want to do, because I know that there's some folks who want to pop in, is that I want to read Forgiveness Freeway. It's stop six in um, my first book, actually. It's very short. And I pray that if someone is sitting in grief or someone is sitting and holding on to anything, anything, anything at all, that you're able to leverage the power of forgiveness, the power exactly of what uh, Kelly is talking about right now. It goes, Forgiveness Freeway sometimes journeys you to lands which are unknown. Opening your eyes to self-mercy with a focus on what you have already previously been shown. Remembering that you have control over yourself, which is where forgiveness must start. Giving freely of your mind, your spirit, and your heart. It's time to acknowledge where you are and find lessons in what didn't work so well. Venture upon a new journey to make memories that you will one day tell. Empower others to join you by inviting them to Forgiveness Freeway as well. Now it is time to let go of what you may or may not have done. Exercise the strength to acknowledge that your new journey has only just begun. Soon your inner peace will absolve you of any guilt you may still feel. Start with you by commencing a process that will allow you to simply heal. Welcome to Forgiveness Freeway. And I want to welcome you all to Forgiveness Freeway if that is the freeway that you should be on, okay? In the book, I talk about how um, it's so interesting. You said that, Kelly, because that you heard a voice. And for me, as I was about to walk into my divorce proceedings, um, a friend, after 14 years, hadn't talked to her for 14 years, called me. And literally, the first thing she said to me is that God has already forgiven you, Lolita. Now it is time for you to forgive yourself. She didn't even know what I was, I hadn't talked to her for 14 years. And needless to say, it put me in tears. She just said, God told, told her today was the day to call. And I believe that when you are ready to receive, not only what we are talking about today, not only will grief help to power and repower you, but the power of forgiveness, right? The F that the strategy that we gave today, this freeing yourself through forgiveness is so real and absolutely so necessary that this is a tool this is a plea. This is a reminder that is all in your hands. So I want to, before I go back into anything, into these five strategies that we left today, I'd love to open up the floor if there's anyone who wanted to pop in. If you did, just say your name and pop in. Mary Lynn. <laughs> hey, Mary Lynn. Hey. Well, first, of course, I have to say, Kelly, I just love you. And, you know, Kelly is just as kind and smart and awesome, you know, in automotive as she is in real life. And I'm just so glad to be her friend. But what I hit me is I have a friend who just recently suffered a loss of her fiance and I am going to share Kelly's segment with her. So Kelly, even when you, maybe you don't realize it, I mean, you're such an educator in education. You helped me so much. You know, this is another avenue for you where I know you'll just be empowered 
sharing your story. And so how could I not just pop in and say, I love you. And, you know, I'm just still in a little bit in the twilight zone from all how this unfolded today. And I see why the bigger reason now I need to share Kelly with my friend. Thank you so much, um, Mary Lynn. Kelly, did you want to pop in? I just want to say thank you, Mary Lynn. And I love you. And please do share with her, um, not just the segment, but also um, my cell phone number. Um, you can definitely share with her my personal cell because I would love to um, just be able to have a convo with her whenever she is ready. It's not on my time, it's on her time. Got it, thank you. I love it, yes. Did anybody else want to pop in? I hey, this is Coach Kim. Okay, Coach Kim, and then I heard another woman. Who was the was, other woman so we know where to go Megan. next? Who was it? Okay, go ahead, Coach Kim. Awesome. Thank you so much for the space. Hey there, Kelly. So I've watched you in the Black Think Tank, and I want to say your ability to continue to go forward is nothing short of phenomenal. And I thank you so much for sharing your story because those of us who are on the outside looking in would have never known, um, not that it's important to know, but tenacity is a admirable characteristic to have and to push forward. And so I just look forward to seeing how you can consistently empower not only your children, but those who work with you and those who you are partnered with, it makes me that much more excited um, to watch you bloom through the Black Think Tank. So thank you so much for your transparency today and your um, boldness to share with us your grief and its success. Yes. Could I jump thank in? Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. Yes, there that. was a woman who was talking at the same time as Coach Kim. I want to let her, allow her some space, and then we'll it's go to Megan the next person. Lowly to Megan. Oh, hey, Megan. Hi. Yeah, you're up. We'd love to hear from you, Megan. Okay. Kelly, thank you so much for this beautiful segment. I'm Megan DiMartino, and um, um, I had been um, a single parent for 35 years when I met Paul Matthew Tyler, and I had no plan of ever getting married again, ever, ever. The first time was enough, but God had a different plan. And um, so we married in December of 2006. And in 2009, he had a stroke and then went into a horrible um, situation, uh, Lewy body syndrome, which is a Parkinson's form of dementia. And I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. And it, it's too long of a story, it's pointless. But the point of the point is that after this tsunami, um, and he passed and went home to heaven. And the backyard was full of white butterflies, but that's a whole nother story. But, but several years later, because God shared with me uh, through the white butterflies, I said, what are you trying to say to me, Lord? And I heard share your story. But, you know, what is my story tonight? Paul's illness, my life story. But several years later, Kelly, I heard and I would always speak to God like you were talking about. Why, God? You know, I had not been married for years. I did not want to. Um, and he said one day, very quietly in my spirit, that your heart needed to be healed. And I knew that you were strong enough for Paul. Uh, Paul needed an advocate during this. And you were strong enough to help him and love him uh, through it. And so we never know what God's plans are. And that was fact. He, you know, I've been a single mother and a business builder and um, my heart needed to be healed. And he was my advocate. He believed in me and he was behind me. And you know what, Kelly, he's still here. I hear those messages like you shared about Dwayne. So we never know what God's plans are. We just have to walk in faith. Thank you for sharing that. It's really very special and be blessed. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing, Megan. You know, uh, you never know somebody's story, right? You never know what's going to be triggering you until you hear somebody's story. Now, listen, everyone, you're in Breakfast with Champions, and we do nothing short of gift 
education, inspiration, and motivation every single day. Today, if you're just now getting here, I am Lolita E. Walker, and I have such a powerful guest, Kelly Saunders, today. And what we're talking about is how grief, how grief, if you allow, will help you, it'll, it'll power you, and then it'll repower you. We're talking about how grief can help you win. And Kelly is a prime example of that. If you weren't here, you have got to listen to the replay. Every single moderator who speaks inside of this space going over to breakfast with champions the podcast which is hashtag amazing absolutely so if you didn't hear every single thing we talked about today if you didn't hear kelly's story you have to make sure you listen to the replay and guess what leave a review because kelly looks at those too today we talked about these five strategies to really power and repower you through grief right after grief so i'm going to give those to you again then i want to open up the mic one more time i heard someone that wanted to pop in the first one was about gravitating from isolation, right? You got to talk to others and talk to God. You got to get out of what I talked about earlier could feel like weight from a hammer that is just pushing you down, pushing you down, pushing you down, right? And keeping you isolated. We're going to gravitate ourselves from that isolation. Then we're remembering that it is absolutely okay to not be okay. Sometimes we prosecute ourselves and we place ourselves in these moments, in these feelings, but know that these feelings are normal and we need to shift out of them so that we can live to the fullest, right? We're on this earth to live to the fullest and explore our endless possibilities. We talk about this here as well. Then we want to start to begin to integrate the things that we like to do. Sometimes we forget the things that are important to us. Sometimes we forget the things that make us smile because we're going, 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 because our mind is so filled with um, the prosecution to ourselves, by ourselves, for ourselves, right? Then we want to experience memories and moments over time because we have to recognize that this is a process. Grief is a process. Experiencing any loss, it's a process. Right. And then we want to free ourselves through forgiveness. We talked about that as well. I shared with you forgiveness freeway, what that means, how, how you can begin to do that today. So if you're holding on to anything, this is all about transformation. This is all about lifting you so that you too can win. You got to get on forgiveness freeway. You got to start to move yourself out of these moments and allow the grief the loss to now power you. And as Kelly was talking about today, it's really a shift in your mindset such that you can begin walking, talking and behaving differently. Absolutely. Was there, who was the next person who wanted to pop in? Just say your name so I can hear you. The Louise. professor. Okay. So Louise is first and then professor. I love it. Hey, Louise. Good morning, Lolita, Kelly, um, Renee Noor, and every single one of you here. It's just it's just a mind-blowing morning. Um, I just wanted to follow up and say, Lolita, the, you know, you talk about for forgiveness freeway. Uh, it is so vital for each of us. You know, I find myself doing this several times, sometimes in the, in the day. And the thing that I wanted to add on, that just to add is, you know, besides not isolating yourself like you talked about, is absolutely learning to forgive ourselves fully for even the situation that's happening at the moment. And that was a huge one for me because for years I struggled with it and I, I had so much guilt, you know, that was riding on me. And so when I hear this, I mean, it's such a huge topic. I would really love to speak on this at some time, but um, I wanted to say also, Kelly, I have a, f a few miracle stories like this, Kelly, that someday maybe maybe I will open up and share, but um, uh, just kudos to you. Uh, I just, I, I praise and thank the Lord that you were able to pivot out of your pain and your grief and you were able to come out of it. Um, I pray for so many here that are so depressed, so lonely, so, so beaten up. They're not able to do that shift. That's why guys, we all need to come together and we all need to rise together. And Glenn London, has opened the stage up for us, which I think is so mind-blowing. We're going to go down decades together if we can all band together because the world needs us. So, uh, so much more to share on this. But uh, Kelly, thank you so much. You know, I wanted to say, Kelly, I, I think I remember you a few months ago coming on here on Breakfast with Champions talking about this when you, when you told the whole world. So I don't know if Lolita was listening at the same time. So I clearly remember that. But thank you so much. It's just amazing what, what you've gone through. So sending you blessings and love. And absolutely, Renee, you talked about this this morning 
the only answer to life is love. It's on my bio. I mean, everything, if we could just love our way in doing everything with every person we meet, uh, we, we'd just be, you know, way, way ahead. So thanks, guys. Thanks for, for giving me the time. This is Louise. I love you all. Bless you all on, on stage as well as down below. Have a blessed day. This is Louise. I'm out. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Louise, as always. Um, helping to share with whatever we are talking about. Love you much. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Who is next? Um, Lolita. Dr. Yeah. No, but what, one second. There was someone that I called next. Who was it? The mass professor, Dr. O. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, was Dr. O, hello. Welcome. Thank you so much, Lolita. Good morning. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you so much for sharing your story um grief comes in so many different ways and while you were talking about hearing your husband's voice telling you to pay that bill i literally had tears flowing down my face because i don't know why it was such a trigger maybe it's because i've just been through such a very interesting 2022 already and it just it just reminded me a few days ago i was at work at my clinic and i had to run to the restroom and i stood in front of the mirror and i i was so overwhelmed and i started to cry and i was like well, God, somebody must truly need this experience that I'm fighting through right now because I don't even see the purpose of it right now, but it's so hard. But I'm going to power through it. And I was just having this conversation with myself and God, and I was just staring in the mirror. And I just had that moment to say, God, I'm going to fight through this and trust you because I don't understand it because I know that somebody needs this on the other side. So for everything you've gone through, it's because somebody needed it. And of course, your husband's in that rest and your family is going through such a difficult time. And I'm really praying for you guys to get over it and just find peace eventually. But your story, I promise you, is healing so many people and helping them find reason for their pain that they might not truly understand. So somebody truly needed it. So for everything we have to fight through, sometimes we might not get it. It might not make any sense. But God knows that somebody needs it. So power through and keep going. Thank you. My name is Dr. O and I'll use my mic. Thank Dr. you for that, Dr. O. o. Yes, go ahead, Kelly. Oh, yes, I was going to come right to you. Oh, I was just telling her thank you very much for that. <clears throat> because it's every single thing that you said is true. Um, sometimes we forget based on our level of success, right, that things like life and death are the great equalizers. Um, no matter how much money you make, no matter how successful you may be in your own particular field, no matter how well known you may be, um, in the words of, of my best friend, no matter how bad and bougie you are, <laughs> things like giving birth <laughs> equalizes, you know, most if not all women and death equalizes all humans. So you are a thousand percent right. Your story um, can help empower somebody else. You just never know, um, which is why I shared it in the uh, in Dr. Ashley's Forty Eight Hours of Empowerment. Um, and thank you so much, Lolita, for inviting me here. So I'll pass it right back to you. Absolutely. You know, some exactly. We talk here all the time about how your story is for someone else. So Dr. O, I thank you for that. And then Dr. O, I don't know what it is that you are going through now, but I think some of the strategies that we talked about today will also empower you, you know, talking to others about it. So you don't need to power through by yourself. So obviously it is in your realm to know the who to speak to, but just know that you don't have to do this thing alone, right? Absolutely. And thank down. you, Lolita. Okay. Thank you so much. Yes. That means a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right. I heard a gentleman's voice. After that, this is Pastor Jeff. I'd like to be in the queue. Okay. Who after after the next gentleman, Pastor Jeff is up. But who was the gentleman that's trying to talk? Uh me, Dr. Love Jones. Yes, Dr. Love Jones. We would love to hear from you. Absolutely. First off, I think this is such a important and not talked about enough topic because I, I'm going to be honest, I have a podcast where I literally title it The Power of Grief. So I personally went through some losses and I, I first off, I want to honor Kelly for sharing and giving that story because as many of us as going through losses like these and there's a lot of people who are extremely heartbroken 
going through it. And it's and there and one of the things that most people don't really understand is that people die from mourning. There's something called mourning sickness that people can transition out of too. So these type of conversations is very important. We need it's good to hear Kelly and many others share their story because a lot of people really are going through it right now, especially with everything that's going on. So I just want to honor Kelly, honor you, uh, Lolita, for creating this platform. It's definitely healing for me to hear other people's story. And uh, thank you once again. This is Dr. Love Jones, and I land my plane. Dr. Love Jones, well, thank you so much for that. And I think, too, to your point, you know, oftentimes, and some people might feel like this is a little heavy in the morning time, but I want you to know that grief might feel heavy, but getting out of it, right? Being able to walk, talk, and behave differently because you you understand a couple strategies to remember that you're not alone, to remember that it is time, right? That you can gravitate out of this isolation that you feel is so empowering because it gives you that extra lift in order to move differently. It gives you a reminder that you are surrounded by amazing people who just one phone call can talk to you and remind you of the greatness that you stand upon and to remind you that, guess what? It is time to explore these endless possibilities. And we all know that there is someone inside of this room. I forget who, who said it earlier. It was the gentleman who was, who was replying. And one of the things he said was, when there is someone who you identify with, who you resonate with, that was the word he used, who you resonate with, make sure you tap into them. A lot of us were strangers to each other, but because we continuously come in this room, because we start to follow people who resonate with us, then we're continuously poured into. Take that, right? Renee always reminds us, take that and then tap into them outside of this room right here. Tap into them for DMs. Have a face-to-face -face Zoom with them. Let them know what they said that impacted you, right? You never know where relationships can happen. And I will tell you, many people, can share, I, I bet I could probably do a whole segment just on this right here. Many people can share how their clubhouse family is now closer to them than the friends that they knew before the pandemic began. And the power is the, in the voice and in the authenticity of how we show up. So when today I talked about how you're gonna win by allowing grief, right? Who would think of that? Allowing grief to power you and then repower you by giving you additional strategies to think about this thing differently. Y'all, it's 2022 and we are moving to a new type of beat. It's no longer available to say, oh, I didn't know. Oh, nobody, there's nobody I could talk to. No, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And you're provided with a plethora of people. And if they don't know somebody, if they're not the person, then they know somebody who can help. So, all right, um, Pastor Jeff, let's go. How are you this morning? I'm doing wonderful, Lolita. Thank you so very much for having this conversation. Thank you very much, Kelly, uh, for your transparency and coming and allowing others to heal through your experience. Lolita, I agree with you 100%. It is a process, and for so many years, we only had one model, the five-step model. Um, but very recently, um, there's new research and new information that's coming out that we don't really ever get over grief so there's the process we go through but i like to look at it from this perspective first of all god lets us know that it is something that is a process we go through life i like to say it this way the son of god jesus he cried he wept he had grief for lazarus knowing that he was going to raise him from the dead in just a few moments so that's a process we know that if the son of god went through that we're going to go through one of the issues i've learned as a pastor is that really beats us up and makes the process difficult is that we deal with that guilt and when we process our grief through guilt it makes it difficult to get through the process uh, because we go and we deal with issues that really aren't real they're false so we're blaming ourselves and as long as we blame ourselves we can't see the gift of God so how do we see the gift of God recognize that he gives us grace and whatever we didn't do whatever we didn't say whatever we perceive in our mind that we could have done different it's all covered under his grace and how do we deal with it from there then we deal with the gratitude we give him thanks for the time we were allowed to share with his precious flower in his garden called earth and for 
the bad times, the good times, a rose has thorns on it. You've got to get through the thorns before you get to the beautifulness of the bloom. And then we will grow if we deal with the gratitude and rec recognize the fact that the reason we have grief and the reason that we have guilt, it comes from a selfishness of our longing and wanting to continue to be with the loved one that belonged to God in the first place. And then if we deal with that gratitude, we can grow. And when we grow, we can go. I could preach a sermon on this, but I'm not because I know somebody else wants to chime in. But thank you so very much for holding this conversation, for holding this space. We just did a room this past Sunday about grief. Dr. Kelly, thank you so very much. This is Pastor Jeff, and I inspire others to move from the mindset of a victim to the mind shift of a victor. Everybody have a super fantastic day. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Yeah, Kelly, I would love for you to be able to pop in if you'd love to. Absolutely. And so um, I have met um, Pastor Jeff actually on this app um, <clears throat> last year before the loss of my husband. So I just wanted to say thank you very much um, for being here and for chiming in. Um, <clears throat> I will say this. In the car business, no two days are alike. No two days are exactly alike. Um, you learn to roll with the punches. You learn to take the wins with the losses. You learn to accept um, that there are going to be objections that you have to overcome. But for me, um, that is what got me through a lot of my grief. And so I'm so thankful for people like um, Melvin and Sean B. Bradley and Damon Lester and so many of the you know powerhouses who have reached out to me and, and really supported me because being a, an African-American woman in an automotive is not necessarily easy, right? But it... It was the fact that my husband believed in me enough to say, babe, you don't have to physically be in the dealership in order to sell cars. If people can buy cars remotely, you can definitely sell them remotely. Um, and you can have that work-life balance and you can still do what you're passionate at. I was so afraid of letting him down and letting his spirit down that I had no choice but to succeed. Failure was not an option. And so I had to change that mindset, right? And find that power to say, I'm gonna make this man proud, whether he is physically here on earth with me in the capacity that I'm used to seeing him or whether he is now my angel and he is gonna carry me through. And so I get the opportunity to be, you know, in, in conferences like NADA and, and so on and so forth, which is coming up. Um, and, and get to actually be in the room where it happens with so many amazing powerhouse people. And it's really my husband's wings that I'm riding on. My business became successful because of the tools that he put into my mind and me thinking every single morning, babe, help me today. Just help me get through today. And looking at my kids, looking at my son, my two-year-old, and saying, oh, Aiden, we're going to get through this today. You can only take life one day at a time. Of course, you can plan, but really, you only have to worry about the day that you're physically in. Be the best person you can be for yourself, for your family, for your um, clients, for your business. And it's funny, I think I mentioned this to Lilia when we were on the, on the phone. I said, you know, sometimes <clears throat> when dealing with grief, you got to think about it a different way. You got to think about it like when you're on an airplane and they say you got to fix your mask first before you can fix those around you. You have to help yourself first before you can help others. Um, and so I am by no means a professional in the, in the grief space. In fact, um, I am super, super far from it. But what I can say is that through my experience, um, I had to fix my mask first. I had to fix what I considered to be wrong first. And then I could turn around and um, 
help others. We don't always need a, a handout, so to speak. A lot of us just need that hand up. And so I just want to say um, thank you to everybody who's back channeled me, everybody who's um, DM'd me in Instagram. I am definitely getting to them. Um, but more importantly, I want to say thank you to Lolita um, because we interviewed her in the Black Think Tank, but she had no clue <laughs> everything that was going on in the background. Um, and so uh, I know he could not be here this early in the morning. He's in a different time zone. But I also want to say thank you to Richard Olson, who is the founder of the Black Think Tank and Black Think Tank community, because um, he and so many of you who are still on the stage and in that uh, space as well, y'all were in some of the private rooms where I was breaking down. And so I appreciate you for helping to build me back up. Your network is your net worth in so many more ways than just business. So I will land it there and I will pass it back to you, Lolita. Thank you so much. I am truly honored and blessed to have uh, had the opportunity to grace this stage. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. This is amazing. I'm getting so many back chats as well. Listen, the mom link is up next. And as we look to close this session right here so that we could turn it over to those three amazing and powerful women who are inside of the room, I want to read one of the messages that came through from Stacy Luckett, who I believe is on the stage, but is doing something. She said, tell Kelly to write it down, do a video on the other side of grief. People need to hear it. Heal with it, heal from it, heal forward because of it. I feel like I was listening to a book. Thank you so much, Kelly, for your vulnerability. Um, so that was super powerful. Thank you so much, Stacey, um, for sending that. Glad I was able to share. Listen, if you did not have an opportunity to speak today, no problem. You can head on over to my Instagram at Hey Coach Walker, and there is a picture of Kelly and I talking about this session right here and how grief will absolutely help to power and repower you. She is tagged on it. So go ahead and leave your comments there. She would absolutely love to see it. I would love to see it. And sometimes you don't know how much you've impacted someone until they absolutely take the next step to let you know. So we appreciate you doing that. And then the final thing before I hand it over to these three amazing women who are right here is that I did get a message to please read the poem called Dear Sadness. Um, and so I will do that now. It's from my book, which is right there at the top link. And if anybody is sitting in sadness, we've talked about today to, you know, what about if you would consider moving on to Forgiveness Freeway? What if you would consider the five strategies that we talked about today to help grief, to power you? I want to thank Kelly. And then here is Dear Sadness. Dear Sadness, can we talk? Sometimes you feel like a blanket and you smother me so I can't breathe. Sometimes you threaten to pull all of my joy and the greatness that is already within me from places that I dare not visit on my own. You clutter my mind with words that add no value, but instead they sink me into this space that is not worthy of my time, my energy, my space. Dear sadness, you are simply not worthy of me. Sometimes you push me into a valley where the water flows out of my eyes like the river. Today is the day that I overtake you with a life raft of joy and calm. Today is the day that I look inward to use all of your power to dry up my tears that threaten me as I cowered in fear. Yes, today is the day that I wipe away you. Dear sadness, I am surviving you. Sometimes you push me into a cave where the water flows through the cracks of its foundation. Sometimes you push me into a valley where the stream flows from my eyes like the ice flows from the glaciers. But in this sadness where I sit today, I want you to know that I've learned so much about me. My tears of sadness have now manifested into tears of gratefulness. And for that, I can now see the light. I am grateful for where I stand in this sadness, for being here and saying this aloud, for what I do have and what I don't have, for this space that I find myself in today. In this ray of sunshine from where I am speaking to me, from me and all of me, oh dear sadness, 
My tears have now become keys to unlock the darkness behind the door that was this Loch Ness monster for oh so long. They unlocked the door that was adjacent to the cave that you tried to stick me in dear sadness. You live in love to find me everywhere. But watch me turn my frown into a smile and this smile into the life and the strength of you. You just wait, dear sadness. You are not altogether bad, but you are so much more than a fad as you come and go and disrupt this flow of this thing called life. My life, my life, my life, my life. I am looking for sunshine. When I am sitting and staring and glaring and conversing with you face to face, so many who love me want to quickly usher me from your space, but why? I am love. I am unbothered. I am your survivor. I am sitting in all of you, which allows me to sit in all of me. So why not just allow me to simply be dear sadness? You see, this emotion, it sometimes feels like a notion of fear and anxiety and excitement and joy at the same time, at least for a while. So when I'm ready, I'll grab my smile and I'll let go of you. Until then, I am sitting in this pause today to simply say, dear sadness, can we talk? This is to you for me. I love you. Lolita. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.